1: Learn more at slash papertarian.
3: The numbers told the story, they always do. It's so one of those
4: idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander gone Visa.
5: Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. All broadly, or proudly, I should say, brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander, still to come, Dr. Bob. He'll talk about the, uh, his thoughts on the three college football games today. Uh, Syracuse Minnesota starting things off this morning if he's got any thoughts on that big spread on that one and then the FSU game that spread has uh, just grown and grown on FSU but remember he had uh, the Seminoles as his number six ranked team in the country uh, that was even like a month ago when they were 18th in the actual standings or the actual rankings. so Bob has always been uh pretty bullish on them. I grabbed FSU at minus 7, but I believe it's around minus 10 right now. So we'll get his thoughts. Todd Wishnev in studio. Talk about his NFL thoughts, because uh, the Megapod happens right after this, after the show, so uh, convenient for him to be here in studio. We'll talk about his weight loss challenges and struggles as well. We'll do all of that. Um, But first, we check in with the crack man, Bill Krakenberger. Unscripted. Unscripted and remote not in studio, but at an undisclosed location somewhere in this great nation of ours. Billy, how you doing, man?
6: Yeah, hi. I feel like I'm uh, underneath this lamp here, and um, I'm, if it was a little bit of a smoky scene, you know, it would be like, uh, where were you last night in Tokyo? Uh, yeah, it's like, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, hey, Gil, I, I'm glad to have be on this segment because I just uh, wanted to talk about, I want to talk about something that was, on my Twitter, and I started reading it, it's so tough to catch up with things during football, basketball, especially when I'm you know, doing a little travel and stuff, uh, trying to terrorize bookmakers around the country and the world. Um, but someone said to me about live wagering, he said, Bill, man, it's frustrating. It's a big problem. I tried to take 25 to 1 on something and was finally able to take 4 to 1. You know, He says, if you want to move to Vegas and love live betting, don't do it. Obviously, his problem was in Vegas. This could be anywhere, though. But his problem was – I think the better thing is if you want to bet sports for a living and think you're going to, uh, you maybe want to reconsider and just keep it as a hobby or, or a hobby that you can actually still make money with. But perfect example, I'm not thinking against this person that had the tweet here, but um, if you're trying to take 25 to 1 – I, I don't see 4-1. to one. I don't know what the, what the bet was. I don't see 4-1 to one being any value. To continue his text, though, he said, we might might as well be back in the 1960s for live betting. They are ahead with the feed. Oh, yeah. They are ahead with the feed so they can play God. It's a, a really good tweet, most of it, except for I don't understand why how can you take 4-1 to one when you were trying to take 25-1. to one. But what he's saying guys is you there's certain sports books and and let me just tell you it's really it's all the sports books that came into the when the new jurisdictions allowed sports betting they're, they're on a delay and you know the bet doesn't go right through for live wagering now i'm trying to think i don't do a lot of live wagering i believe though in vegas i believe that like Circa, Westgate, South Point, I, I believe you could bet live, and it goes right through instantly, except it. But I'm not – don't no. quote me on that. No. It's not? No. I'm not a to No,
5: and I'm not going uh, to pick on any specific book. But let me just sure. say this, because you, okay. you, you and I have talked about – you and I have talked about, even since the inception, right, when uh, Andrew Garud uh, was the developer of the Midas algorithm at yes. the M so many yep. years ago. They were always ahead, right? And it was like in a sinister kind of way. They were always playing God, and so you and I have many times on this show we've come on and said, "Hey, they're always ahead. They can play God. You gotta, you gotta really bet on commercials." Let Correct. me just, let me just add on something to that. Now, I have witnessed books here in town, a certain book, and you, you know, if you if you applied that theory. And you're like, okay, I get it. They're ahead during the game. They're spinning on you to determine what the outcome of the next, you know, bucket is in a basketball game. Let's say, let's use the sport of basketball. Oh, oh, I bet you they spun here and they finally accepted it. That means this team probably makes this jumper. Watch. Yep. See, he made the jumper. Exactly why they took the bet. Because that went against me. But you know what I'm saying now? That those, there is, and this I haven't seen before, but now it is and it's really bad, which is, okay, then wait for the commercials, and then they take the whole thing off during the commercial.
6: Why have live wagering? You just, so, you, like, let's be dude, cool. you just want to cheat? That's it? I yeah. mean, Jesus.
5: So at that point, you're like, what are we doing here? Like, seriously, what are we doing? Like, that it, that really gets you upset. It gets you angry.
6: Yeah, it does. And let, let, let's call it what it is, like you said. Uh, Cantor Gaming, who got thrown out of town uh, for doing many things, Uh, they didn't get thrown out of town for this, but let's just face it. They were cheating. They were cheating. And they were cheating guests. They had to pay back guest money uh, on parlay prices that they uh, eventually were, they were fined in upwards of $30 million, the biggest fine ever levied against a casino sports book from what I, from what I know. And uh, yeah, they, they, they were cheating. Now think about it. The person that's in risk, he's not a sports better, by the way. I am only saying this because I know who the person was. He wasn't a sports better. He thought his job was to, and in layman's terms, cheat. He, he you know, accept the bets that he knew that were going to be mathematically against him when the team scored a touchdown on that play, and take the bets that were the opposite side of that. Um, it, it's it's kind of scary to say that word, and I know people get really upset. I was. um Gil, i'm gonna uh, divulge something in here you don't know i was given a uh in, in my mail it shocked me i got a certified letter from one of the sports books that said we want a retraction from you uh you said the word cheating and we want a retraction or we're going to sue you financially wow and we're going to sue you yeah they, so they tried to sue me and believe it or not Gil. I welcomed it with open arms. When I sent back the letter to them, they must have been like, wow, this guy's crazy. No, 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 it wasn't crazy. I had video footage on my phone, video footage of two of my friends holding up phones, betting opposite sides in a game when Kansas City, I remember this like it was yesterday, Kansas City was on the one-yard line. They both hit the opposite sides of the game at their exact time. I'm filming the whole thing, and of course... The side that scored the touchdown against them was accepted. The side that made the touchdown was not accepted. Now, granted, this was four years ago. So it was a little bit different now. I I don't see that happening, even with that company now. But um, I I, I do know that this kind of stuff was going on. I was shocked to see the the threat of a lawsuit. But I welcomed it with open arms because I had so much of my own information to put out there against that sports book. And I had, let's just be honest. I could have had a class action lawsuit against them for what they were doing. Did so, you, did you and, share
5: that video with them? Was that your response, sharing that video?
6: Oh, no, 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 no. They couldn't have that unless it went to a lawsuit. They, matter of fact, Gil, next time I'm with you, I will show you the video. It's from 2019, but I'll show you the video, mm. and you'll say, like, you'll be like, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened. Uh, well, you won't be like that, but most people would yeah. be like, no way. I wanted to prove it, so I had it on video, and, um, you know, it, it, listen – I think that they're more they're more competent now, but you understand that Cantor Gaming. I knew the guy in risk there. It was very bad, but he he didn't realize what he was doing. This one person, anyway, he didn't look at it as cheating. He looked at it as his job. He
5: thought that making, was the gig. Yeah,
6: he didn't get it. He didn't even gamble. He didn't get it. I, I literally had to explain it to him one time, and it, it was uh, it's probably hard to believe. People at home listening are probably saying, "What this can't be." Um, well, this listen.
5: is let me and let me just put it in context. So the reason why, sure. and again, yeah, because I think it's good to stop and sort of give it context, which is because somebody's going to land in and be like, "Oh, there's Bill Crackerberger. He's always complaining about something." No, the, the, why we bring up these things is because there is a tacit agreement, an unspoken agreement, right, or an unspoken understanding that new bettors assume exists and newish betters assume exist, which is that all of this is above board. And so you just have to sort of let folks know from time to time that all of this might not be above board. And so that's just sort of the the dash of reality we want to throw in. It's not everybody. It's not most maybe, right? But at times you will see some of this behavior. And it's our way of saying, hey, look, there ought to be a tacit agreement that this is all above board and everybody's got to do better. That's all.
6: Yeah, well, Gil, what am I supposed to do? Come on these shows that I go on, my own podcast, shows during the week, Fox Sports. What am I supposed to do? Come on there and just talk about what they think I should be talking about? Yeah. Or, you know, I give credit to the Visa Network. I give credit to Fox. I give credit to my sponsor at WSN for uh, my podcast to be able to talk freely about sports books and talk about things. We expect the best from legitimate companies that are licensed and, and, and governed by the states, but by the gaming agencies. But a lot of times, the gaming boards, the gaming agencies, they would not know how to police something like a live wagering, what our company could say, oh, we took a bet from Joe Blow at this location. That's why we moved it. It's, it's not that. We know what it is. We know yeah. what it is. There's not competent bookmakers that are out there working in risk sometimes that they're, they're paid – to take bets and take volume. The CEOs, the presidents, even their manager, they want them to take volume. But a lot of times, let's face it, a lot of times they don't do that. They just want to get through their eight-hour shift, have no big decisions, go home, and steal a paycheck. Yeah, and if and it, I'm not saying it's for everyone, too. I'm not saying that. There's yeah. some certain companies.
5: And, and if anybody, and if anybody's, you know, thinking, oh, come on, like, you know, again, my pinned tweet all these years, my pinned tweet on, uh, on Twitter is still... Yep. From 2018, this is right before PASPA was ruled unconstitutional and betting became legalized in this country, where I just took on William Hill straight on for what they were doing. They were legit trying to get out of paying, and this was pre-flop, right? This is pre-flop NFL draft bets. There's nothing live about this. They were legit trying to make up random reasoning as to why they weren't going to pay out bets. And we did a we did a segment on this show. This was this was I was there. This we did a segment, and we basically got Bogdanovich right after that segment called me right as the segment ended. It was like, tell everybody we'll pay him. Call Tell them to call me. We'll pay them all. And so, yeah, you have to sort of have these moments Hill, where you catch. Yeah, Hill.
3: To
6: be fair, before I only got thirty seconds. Hill is much better now. Yes, they Hill are. Hundred totally percent. They take bets now. They pay. Yeah. No problem. Joe Asher's out.
5: Bill Krakenberger, everybody, right here on A Numbers Game. Thank you, Bill. Enjoy your uh, time away. We'll see you next week. Bill Krakenberger, unscripted with the crack man. Dr. Bob on college football. On the other side, Numbers Game Visa and the Sports Betting Network.
3: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. A Numbers Game on VSEN,
5: the sports betting network. Numbers Game proudly brought to you by BetMGM. Don't forget, college bowl season is here, and VSEN has you covered every which way. we got picks, spreads, and totals for every single bowl game. Head to VSEN.com and check out all our bowl betting coverage. And while you're there... Now's a great time to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Let me throw that out as well for only $79. You get access to everything we do from now through the big dance. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Wyatt check in for uh, Kelly Bidlett today. Wyatt just asked me, "Gay, uh, hey, Gil, who's producing tomorrow? And I'm like, I don't know. Wyatt Tomchek? To which he replied. What did you reply, Wyatt? What was your response? What would you say your honest response
3: was? Look, I said, hey, I just need to know, you know the schedule. I've got to you know. Women's basketball game call at six thirty tonight. <laughs> six thirty tonight. I've got to make sure I have enough time to to do all the work. I don't. I don't. Uh... But
5: the game is tonight. Yes. Well, what does that have to do with the tomorrow show?
3: Well, then I have to. It all depends on how much sleep I get. Oh. He's... If not, I'm gonna need.
5: I going to need about three of these. Ladies and gentlemen, this is my way of saying to you, this younger generation.
3: Oh boy. Oh. Boy, Working oh two boy. jobs, you know, man. Oh it's my a grind. God. I'm trying to be as good as Ben Wilson.
5: Hey. We should all be Ben Wilson, baby. Ben Wilson, play-by-play man for the, uh, the Ignite, the G League team here. That's correct, yep. You know what that means? He is on the doorstep, I believe, of an NBA gig. He, you know, Let's he, will it. He's, 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 a, he's a superstar. Ben Wilson, who also did some tennis channel stuff, by the way, recently. Now that's, oh, I can't wait for tennis next week. Uh, we get tweets at beating the book. John Balduzzi. John Balduzzi, he says, uh, tweet from 30,000 feet en route to Puerto Rico. Oh, nice. A little humble brag there. He said, shh, don't tell anyone, but our caps are a bet on team. Rock the red. Yes, baby. I did not see that tweet when I asked uh, Jay Khan about it. This is from uh, JR, or as he goes by, J. They'd pull your wise guy card for betting Dallas minus 13 tonight when it was lower all week, but what about playing the minus 10 in a pool slash contest? Better for sure. I would not. uh, Here's the thing about that game. Again, in case you missed it, because we talked about this a couple times already today, the Titans, and we went through, you know, player by player here, who they're missing tonight from the game. Jeffrey Simmons is out. Amani Hooker, Bud Dupree, Zach Cunningham, Danico Autry probably, although he's doubtful. The rest are out, listed as out on defense. On offense, Derrick Henry is listed as doubtful. Derrick Henry ain't playing. I'm just going to tell you that. There's no way doubtful. They wouldn't list him as doubtful if he was going to play. And then the question even becomes, with Ryan Tannehill out, You know, we expect, oh, is it going to be Malik Willis? Some people believe in Malik Willis, that, that the Titans need to see what they have in Malik Willis for the big game next week against the Jaguars, which is for the AFC South title. But I wonder, if you don't have your right tackle, which you don't, Nicholas petit Frere, I wonder if you subject him. Without Derek Henry, do you subject him to this game at all? I don't know. Josh Dobbs waiting in the wings. I wouldn't be surprised. So bet cautiously. Again, my only bet's uh, Cowboys minus seven first half, and I do have the Titans team total under. We do have the great Dr. Bob. Do we have the great Dr. Bob? Talk college football? Not quite yet?
3: Uh, not quite yet. Not we're quite still yet. Working on it. All right.
5: We're still working on it. Again, for the college football tonight, I have FSU minus seven, but that game has gotten away. Uh, it's FSU minus 10 right now. I mean, would I still bet it? I, I think FSU rolls. Obviously, the answer to that question is, Uh, I have the seven, so I'm not, but um, look, again, Bob had them as the sixth-ranked team in the country. FSU has been one of the more, if not the most, underrated team via analytics of any other team in college football this year. So, again, he had them sixth when I think they were ranked 18th. They're taking on the Sooners today. The Seminoles now 10-point favorites in a 65-point game. More tweets, by the way. This is from uh, Charlie D., USA number one. He goes, Bill likes bill looks like he's been talking about uh, the previous segment Bill looks like he's been hijacked to an undisclosed area can we get him a better background well makeshift background what can you do uh, this is from Chris Heath my bunny ear antenna can uh, can hear the uh, the live changes often on a certain offshore sometimes it's Fox he says sometimes, uh, CBS, but there's always one that's ahead of their feed by seven seconds, he says, talking about the uh, the live betting. Uh, Lucky Luciano, I have a great story of an offshore book, Poker Room, that shut my account down and took all funds in my account. I can give an explanation what happened, but they won't even talk to me. Just confiscated all my funds. What can I do? Well, now that is the, listen, the what can I do part, this is where regulated books, I know we all like to sound like we're super duper cool, and we're like, hey regulation. This is where regulation is great, right? Because there ought to be, and I get it sometimes with regulated books, there isn't as an efficient recourse as as you'd like either. But at least with regulated books, there is the potential and the hope of uh, recourse on situations like that. With an unregulated book in the wild, wild west, far away places, offshore, uh, you ain't got no shit. You just don't. You just don't. So you know that's just the price of doing business. I'm not trying to be unsympathetic. I'm just sort of Saying, "Hey, that's that's how it goes." This is from Todd Bubba Horwitz. Uh, you guys bring reality to sports betting. The bookmaker will take all the edge they can, as will the player. It's all about the money. Happy, healthy, prosperous New Year to you both. Thank you very much. Uh, over the levy says, "Unscripted with Crack is my favorite radio segment of the entire week. Always a fascinating listen." What's his podcast? His podcast is Wise Cracks. With Bill Krakenberger, crash with John Orlando and Bill Krakenberger. You know, this gives us a chance, Wyatt, to talk a little tennis for a second. Can we talk a little tennis for a second? Is that allowed on the show?
3: I mean, this is like your this is your bread and it's butter here, so I'm of, gonna let you be.
5: Kind of my thing. Uh, 2023 Grand Slam props. By the way, can we just we'll take one last look at 2022? What a great betting uh, year it has been for us. Um, beyond Ole Miss at 101 in the College World Series. Beyond the Atlanta Braves, 17 bets to win the NL East. Wyatt Tom checks Atlanta Braves. Beyond the Warriors. Beyond Paolo uh Iga Swiatek in at least four different tournaments this year. Uh, in 2022, Miami Open, uh, Indian Wells, the U.S. Open, obviously the French that was the last year 2022 was the last year where we were ever going to get great numbers on ega the ega run of 3 calendar years has finally come to an end now that's the, the you know we can sort of do a one shining moment on her and there'd be tons of tons of memories and it was just wonderful now if you bet sports long enough something else some someone else will come along and it will be just as wonderful of an opportunity Uh, But there was nothing like Iga Sviatek for us here. Again, 2020 French Open champ, which I got paid on at all, but one book who decided they didn't want to pay me at 30 uh, to one odds or or greater. And it has been wonderful. But now we are in the, we're in the sort of era of per tournament. Let's just take the Australian open, which he's never won before. But what we're looking at with Iga now is Iga trying to win an Iga slam is what her team is really about. And She's got one in pocket now with the U.S. Open. Here comes the Australian Open. She'll be a prohibitive favorite at the French. So if she can win the Australian, then she's going to be on the cusp of an Eagle Slam. And so some books are thrown out. DraftKings has Eagles Sviatek Grand Slams won. Remember from the ITF tour, we were betting on her at huge odds back in the day. And now she's the number one tennis player in the world. So over a half a slam is minus 650. That's appropriately priced because on clay, she's Rafa. She's Rafa Nadal. Under would be a would be a massive plus three fifty. Ought to be higher than that, quite frankly. You ought to get more bang for your buck. So, what is the bet here on Igis Swiatek Grand Slams won this year? You got to consider. You got to just sort of assume the French. She won the U.S. Open. Can she win the Australian Open? Where she's about. She's a little south of a two to one. Uh, proposition right now. She's about plus 185 on average to win the Australian Open. I do have some eager bets in pockets, but again, not nearly as sexy as they used to be. I think plus 225 is the best I've gotten here over time. The Australian Open begins in a couple weeks. They're playing an Adelaide this uh, coming week. So what's the bet there? Is there a bet on her uh, grand slams? I, would, I honestly think over two and a half at five to one is a play. I have said many times on this show. I believe she will win double-digit slams. I believe she will be the greatest player of all time. I think over two and a half at five to one because here's the thing. I think she can win the Australian Open and the U.S. Open. Wimbledon is always the one. We said this last year too. Like that grass, she's never won a grass court tournament, so that's always going to be the uh, the wild card. Now, could is there any reason to believe that she won't eventually win Wimbledon? No. So. Is there a possibility she could win one of the two hardcourt slams, Aussie and U.S. Open, lose the other one, and win Wimbledon as the third in addition to the French Open? I think yes. So to me, over two and a half at five to one is a nice price. Now, is it mathematically a nice price? It is not because it ought to be higher than that. But if you want a fun bet in women's tennis, I would take that. Now, Ange Borg, Grand Slams won. Remember, she was a runner-up in two different slams this past year. This is for her to win a Grand Slam over his plus 275. Uh, I mean, it's tough, right? It's tough. As long as the Ega's around, it's tough. But Anshabor will definitely be knocking at the door in a lot. I would not hate a plus 275 bet on that, but I like the Ega one better above that. And then there's Arena Sabalenka who closed the season last year very strongly. Could she finally get over the hump? and win herself a slam. She's plus 350 at over a half a slam. I still don't trust her as much as I do Anjabor. So in order, I like the bet best at over two and a half at five to one. Then the Anjabor over at a half at plus 275. And then the Arena one I don't like as much. If I'm power ranking them, the Eagle one is the one that I would absolutely make. We'll come back. Todd Wishnev in studio. His thoughts on NFL Week 17. We got the Megapod today as well with Joe Fortenball. We'll do all that on the other side. Numbers Game, VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: VSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
5: Become a VSEN Pro subscriber for only $79. Get access to everything we do from now through the big dance. Sign up today. You also receive $20 to buy VSEN Sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear at our online store. Only VSEN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSEN show hosts and guests, betting splits, and betting reports. It's a limited time offer, though. So sign up, get VSEN Pro access through the end of March Madness at vs.com. Slash subscribe. It's Gil Alexander, Wyatt Tomchek, in for uh, Kelly Bidlin. For those who missed it, Kelly uh, testing positive for COVID, so no eggnog challenge tomorrow. We all wish Kelly the best. Uh, we have every reason to believe he will recover soon. But sorry about the uh, eggnog challenge, which brings us to a gentleman who is in studio with us, ladies and gentlemen. He's the star of Showtime's docu series Action. And the star of the Megapod, the Beating the Book Megapod, which uh, we record right after the show today with Joe Fortenbaugh as our guest today. Jeff Parlay with us as well. Todd Wishnev in studio. How you doing, Toddy? What's up, Gilly Ice? How are you? I'm good. Uh, thanks, as always, for dressing up. That's always appreciated. Well, I'm man.
4: playing tennis right after, so I have to be... So am I.
5: I have to have priority. Why well, you think I'm playing tennis in a button-down?
4: You know, it's interesting we're talking about tennis because you you did say the thing about Iga uh, Swiatek, and it's over now. Like, the the, the money has been made on her. Yes. A very similar situation happened in the Las Vegas Invitational. Back in 2019, (laughs) when I was 290 and beating Mike Palm and Gilly, there were great numbers on me because I was so fat. And people are like, oh, my gosh, how could he possibly be beating these guys? Very similar. There was a lot of money to be made in 2019 backing me in the LVI tennis tournament. Now... I'm just so good. You can't make money on me anymore. Are you done? No.
5: Okay. Uh, Todd, um, let me just ask you a question. Let's. Can I be serious for a second sure. with you? You don't say. You don't say. Sure. Seriously. Like yes. That, sir. Thank you. Okay. Uh, we know you. The, the audience knows you most recently, not from your tennis shenanigans, but from your weight loss challenge with Steve Fezik. Now, you lost how much weight and how much amount of time?
4: I lost 111 pounds in 183 days.
5: Okay and that was a bet that that didn't have an outcome in the end because you went to the doctor there were some readings and you guys decided to call it off but it was a it was a race to a certain number you you were way behind fezik in terms of where you started you were 60 pounds heavier than him 72 72 pounds heavier but you lost again how many in how many days 100?
4: 111 pounds in 183
5: days okay so and you got down to what what weight? I
4: got to 194 and he was at 192. Now, just so Steve knows, if I really wanted to beat him for the nine oh, grand, okay. I could have. All go. I had to do was fast and take some diuretics or something, and I would have cleaned him out. But because I'm a nice guy, and there's also a part of me that didn't want to, like you know, bury poor Stevie. Yeah, I, you know, I kind of is let it him possible
5: off the boat. for you to exist without the bravado? Or no. is that not No, the I way. don't I think that's so possible. Either. Okay, so what ended up happening, and this is and this, I just want to say this because a lot of people struggle with weight loss and, and that kind of thing, and just a brief aside before we get to your college basketball and NFL thoughts, you then, because you are a fluctuator, right? I always say the Luther Vandross thing, for those who are familiar with the uh, the late R&B star Luther Vandross, some albums he would be huge, some albums he would be super skinny. He, he went up and down with his weight, uh, not a good thing to to do. And so I said to you on the way down, because you were being your normal – Bravado filled self, you're like, I weigh less than you, Gilly Ice. And I'm like, don't worry, I'll see you on the way up. Sadly, what ended up happening?
4: Well, there was a little bout with the uh, Reese's dipped pretzels that have come into existence (laughs) since the last time I was. uh, Yeah. I mean, I'm really, let's be honest, I'm really no different than a heroin addict. The only difference is. In, in substance. And I'm not even kidding about that. Right. You know, you start with the chocolate-covered pretzels, and then you have to have the white-covered pretzels, and then you have to have the potato chips, and then you have to have the popcorn. And, well, yeah, I'm going to start tomorrow anyways. I better put the pizza in, and, you know, I'm not going to have anything until, this, until another couple months. Because, I better have the because cookies.
5: for you, the line you use is, once the genie is out of the bottle, it's hard to put back in.
4: Well, it, what they say in a lot of the anonymous meetings is, for people who go to Narcotics Anonymous or Alcoholics Anonymous or Overeaters Anonymous, the people at Overeaters Anonymous will say, who are also in other programs, it's the most difficult addiction food because in the other addictions, they put the tiger in the cage and throw away the key. In the Overeaters Anonymous program, they put the tiger in the cage and then take it for a walk three times a day because you have to eat through, you, know, you have to eat every so day. To live, right? You don't have to have heroin again. You don't yeah. have to drink alcohol again. You have to continue
5: eating. Yeah, that's a that's it's a great, very descriptive so, line of it. So you ended so I gained
4: up. up so so in fifty five days, I went hog wild, and I had a I would have a good day here, a bad day here. I'd have a good day, then five bad days, and I have another good day, and five. It was just a disaster. I gained fifty five pounds in fifty five days, <sighs> eating more than I'd ever eaten before. How many calories a day? I was averaging. Okay, folks, averaging. 8,000 calories a day. There were days
5: I ate 11,000 calories. Okay, hold on. Dude, if I walked out of this studio right now and I set my mind to, like, I am going to try to eat, what was your average, 8,000 calories, I could not do it. Well, if you get involved
4: with the Reese's dipped pretzels and the <laughs> white fudge yeah. chocolate yes. flips, yeah.
5: you can really
4: do some damage because the small bag has 560 calories. They the are delicious. other one has 700 calories. The bigger yeah. bag has 980 you hit one of those, then you have to go to the other one, then you go back to the other one.
5: You can put okay. the numbers up. Okay. So the serious comment I'd like to make is...
4: Oh, I, so now in the last four days...
5: Yes. Well, no, before we get okay, to that. So yeah. the serious comment I want to make is, I don't want you to fluctuate your weight anymore. I want you to be around for a long time, and I don't like this about you, but I understand this about I you. I don't
4: like that heroin addicts are addicted right. to heroin. But I
5: understand this about you. What I mean by I don't like is I, I don't like it for your, for yeah. your own health. But so now you are back to losing weight because you got to a certain point. You got sick of yourself. You got in your car. You drove out west to play tennis every day because it's cold in Pittsburgh. Now what have you lost?
4: Well, see, the problem is also when I was playing tennis every day in the summer, it, it really builds the day up very nicely because I can put the two tennis sessions in during, the, yeah. during my meals and everything. And I was losing. I didn't have any more tennis now because it's freezing cold in Pittsburgh. And I just said, you know, screw it. I'm getting in the car. I got in the car, it was 249.8 on Sunday morning, got in the car Sunday morning, drove to to Joplin, Missouri on the first night, Gallup, New Mexico on the second night, and here in Vegas on the third. I played, I, I played a little hoops in Amarillo, Texas on the way. Mm-hmm. I played tennis with you yesterday and the day before. I am now, and I've eaten 1,500 calories again four days in a row, back to my regular program. I'm now 231 this morning.
5: Is there a bet involved that is making you do this, or you're just doing this for yourself
4: Well, I mean, the problem is if I don't stop, I'll be 8 million pounds in no time. But I did originally bet, before the 55 days, I originally bet Fezzik 1500, that either of us had to be below our target weight, meaning his target weight 190, me 205. If one of us is below it and the other one is above it, that person loses fifteen hundred okay. on May eleventh, twenty twenty-three.
5: Can you do this without a bet involved, or do you require? And this is a serious question. Do you, re- do you require a bet? Because I think this is this gets know. to the sports the, the betting element of this. It shows that if you have an incentive, right. In your case, it happens to be a bet. For well, months. it really
4: wasn't about the bet. It's yeah. about the fact that I'm at 249 in 55 days. If I keep eating 8,000 calories a day, I'm going to be back to
5: 300 pounds in no time. Right. And then I'm going to be dead. Okay, but you yourself, you're, you're, you're talking on both sides. You yourself said, okay, that you can't help it. Hey, Gil, I can't help it. I'm just, because it's not as simple as saying stop eating, Todd, that you can't control it. So what I'm asking, let's focus on the question is, do you require a bet To reverse that, is that what made you reverse here at the end? Or are you, again, because you're a big non-free will guy, you believe none of us have free will. You just think one day you wake up and you're I mean,
4: honestly, every day I'm trying to do it just to be alive because I have diabetes when I'm heavy, and, you know, $1,500 is not the point. Obviously, everything helps against an addiction. Look, folks, there's no answer for addiction. Even people in programs, 6% of them make it. 94% do not. We have issues as human beings, psychological issues that go back to childhood, depression, all kinds of things. And the addiction is just the symptom of the problem. So what made you stop eating I all those pretzels? I, I just don't know. Sometimes you just get so to the bottom of the barrel in depression that you just be like, okay, I've just got to stop It's It's, a, it's okay. a rock bottom issue. Now, hopefully the rock bottom is sooner rather than later. But it wasn't three days before. No. Well i wish it was three days before you don't feel good eating all those pretzels while you're eating them they feel delicious and they you can put everything away because all you do is just enjoy those pretzels while you're driving around to the next place with the pretzels but the thing is is it's such a horrible feeling because you just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger so the problem is
5: how do you stop that I don't know, and that's and that's what my question. I know by your tone, you're you're, you're making me sound non sympathetic, but I'm super sympathetic. No, of course, I know, and I'm trying to figure out, you know, uh, what it is that can make you just maintain this. So once you get down to your two hundred five, let's say you get down to your two hundred five, what's going to keep you at that?
4: Look. I I don't know. I could have under 72 and a half in the first half of a college basketball game and three three three-pointers in the last minute sends me to the store to get the goddamn pretzels. I'm not sure. Life is very, very complicated, Mr. Alexander. And by the way, it is much appreciated. I know I'm, you know, bravado and goofy guy and all that stuff, but it is much appreciated that you're concerned for me, Steve Fezzik's concerned for me. You know, know, I bust Fezzik's balls
5: all the time and everything, but he's a... Yeah. He, I'm sorry. We almost got through a I'm, Thanks, I'm sorry, Todd. But I my point is, it's, it. it's, it's
4: yeah. very appreciated that yeah. people have concern.
5: Okay. Todd bets all the time. He has a college basketball uh, formula that he's given on this show. Well, I'm not giving the full times. formula. Many times. He's not giving the full formula, but some thoughts on college basketball in-game. And your thoughts on Week 17 in the National Football League. On the heels of the Megapod, which we will do with Joe Fordenball right here after the show. Todd Dev in studio. Dressed to the nines, ladies and gentlemen.
3: A numbers game on v the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king
5: of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. Never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM rewards Sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks. When you wager with BetMGM, sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble. Responsibly gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Gil Alexander. We appreciate all the tweets at beating the book. Always appreciate the feedback. Uh, this is from... Do. Alan Mitchell, good morning, Gil. Will you be having an Oscars Picks show segment in the future? Thanks. Happy New Year. Let's ride. <laughs> Get through in the less rye. us rye. Again, Russell Wilson at a deli asking for less rye bread to be there. Um, yes, we will do an Oscars segment. Brian Ortega will do our Oscars segment. I haven't even asked Brian, but he'll do it with us. I'm sure he will. What do you think the odds of Brian saying no to that segment are? Saying no, like yeah. minus a million. Minus a million. Saying no is minus a million. No, saying saying yes is yes. Yes, yeah, there a we go. Oh,
3: use well. no, proper English.
5: Casino, Casino Joe, outstanding segment with Bill Krakenberger today. Very insightful. Keep up the good work. Thank you, sir. Uh, crack was on fire today. Mike Ross, Fanduel suspended my account after we got that Bonquero number one draft pick bet. Took ninety days to get my account back after a quote-unquote investigation. Uh, let's see, this is from uh, Adam Orphan. He said, we need tennis updates. How has the warmer weather affected your game, Todd? Does Gil have the early advantage? Jeremiah Westgate, Gil, I'd love to take a crack and sub on that eggnog bet. I'll even say I could do it in under an hour. And Really, it's the fun is Kelly doing it, really. Just to watch it all over his beard. But thank you, Jeremiah. We'll take it under consideration here. Uh, let's see here, Dr. Bob, Eric Eager, along with noted dietitian Todd Wishnev. It's almost as if you knew Kelly Bidlin was going to call out sick. That's from Buddhist man. That's right. Almost knew he was <laughs> he flooded with guests. Uh, Tim Swiler always talking about his tennis bet. He said, my four majors future on Ega and Novak combined is my favorite bet. So he's got them both winning a combined four. That is a nice little bet there. Um, let's see, Todd, he says, Hayden Sherman says, Todd, if you're in studio, then who's out heckling? is his question for it's you. A,
4: it's, a, it's a great question. Yeah.
5: On and on with these tweets. Oh, here's one last one. Keno Walker, Gill and Crack's short, short segment on live betting was better than a post on a better winning lots of money on a 16-team parlay. Y'all just made my day. We appreciate it. We're just uh, sort of keeping it real. And then, Todd, uh, you know, a lot of people sort of giving weight loss advice via text, proteins, weight training, our buddy Michael Montesano. You've you've been through it all. You, you are, you're in it. Hall of Famer when it comes to this subject.
4: Well, I've only lost over 100 pounds five times, so I know a little bit about it. It's not about you, the... You've also what, gained it
5: five Of, of course. Times.
4: Yeah. It's not about the um, execution. Everybody knows what to do. You have to actually execute the plan, which is about the motivation, which people don't have the answer. My friend Steve, of course, texts me, and he goes, Steve, uh, Steve Fezzik? one million, and the addiction magically will go back in the genie bottle. Was that now, your
5: imitation of Steve Fezzik? Yeah, that, that, that was, was like?
4: his, like, arrogant tone. And here's the thing. He's brilliant on sports betting, not so brilliant on uh, addiction. Wow. God's he's uh, he's uh, He just doesn't understand that there's there's obvious flaws to that. Now, obviously, if I bet a million dollars, I could win a bet. Big deal. What happens
5: after that? That's not sustainable is what you're saying. <laughs> so, Steve Fezzik, by the way, <clears throat> to your point about being brilliant at sports betting, he provides our pro tip of the hour. This, again, has to do with tonight's football game between the Cowboys and the Titans. I said I had the Titans earlier. At uh, minus seven in the first, excuse me. I have the Cowboys in the first half at minus seven, and he was saying, "Hey, find the minus six and a half, which existed at DraftKings. Bet that now, then bet the other side at plus uh, seven and a half." The Titans at post, and what he's saying is for tonight, uh, that is the uh, the tip. But what he, but the real, not only is the seven key, the real point to this uh, beyond just his prediction in that is the the major point of something like that, which he says. Um, listen, the 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 main issue with that and the reason that he's so confident that it will get there is that it's a national TV, single game, standalone, smaller limit bets uh, like the first half Dallas minus seven and then quote unquote good story bets like this Dallas first half always get over bet, if you will. Over bet meaning bet too much by many people and the spread moves too much by post that's the reasoning behind that our VEASAN pro tips are once every hour vison.com searchable there for vison pro subscribers only so we have 5 minutes todd let's talk about the college basketball moment with your formula you don't have to give the formula away but in terms of betting
4: well i'll just give them some totals some, in yeah, the second some, half some background or yeah. not just second half in game yeah, cuz they they have um, in game first half totals mm-hmm. in game full game totals i think I mean, if you want to really get into, like, totals betting on college basketball, you have to understand the numbers and how those will correlate to the possessions. And I'm not going – people are going to text me like, oh, then what are you doing? I'm not giving you the whole story, folks. I'm just giving you a starting point. The starting point you have to understand is really low college basketball game totals, like 120s, are going to be correlated to a certain amount of possessions. Typically, a first-half amount of possessions in a game like that is 29 or 30. So if you see a 120 and there was 29 to 30 possessions in the first half, that means they're pretty much playing at the pace they were supposed to be playing at. Conversely, a 155, which is a very high college basketball total, or a 160 even, that's going to correlate to more like 37, 38 possessions in a first half. So if you see they played 37, 38 possessions, you're like, oh, this is such a fast-paced game. Yes, it was supposed to be a fast-paced game. However, if they did 43 possessions in such a game, or in the 30 possession game, they played 35 possessions, you see that the game is playing out faster, or I'll give you an example, or slower, you know, you can have the same example, like uh, Northwestern State was playing Texas A&M the other night on SEC Network, I'm watching the game, it was a 144 total, the be- the first like 12 minutes of the game, they were averaging Possessions, It was going to be, it was going to be a 30-possession first half. It was a slow game. Northwestern State obviously came out and said, we don't want to run with Texas A&M. And if you watched the game, you could see they were shooting with like six seconds left in, yep. in the 30. You can tell right then they will not be able to adjust that game down enough because it's such as of 144, it's supposed to have 35, 36, 37 possessions in the first half. They're not going to even get there. 20% of the possessions you were supposed to get are not going to show up. So I bet the under first half one easily then at halftime at 144 half of 144 is 72 add the four extra for the second half which is 76 it's supposed to be 76 the second half number if if everything was normal but it because it was such a low scoring game they made it 74 and then quickly bet down to 73 which is like a huge move but I still bet it under 73 right. and
5: still won by 20 points point well, being they can adjust they just can't adjust enough. dramatically exactly right. so yeah. and,
4: and if you're going if Northwestern State is going to dribble it down and try to like play four corners ish basketball you're not getting to that one number it's just not
5: happening and of course it didn't and I won both sides easily. How many times, though, do you have to make the assessment? So The, the Northwestern State one is a great example because you knew they were going to play it that way for the duration. How mu- How many times or what percentage of times do you see a pace? The pace first- doesn't change as much as you would think it does. Now, granted, there's going to be times mm-hmm. you're going to get burned.
4: And, you know, a, a, a faster than—
5: I, I love that you anticipated the question, but I'm for sorry. those who didn't, sorry. yeah, how many times do you have to make the assessment that— this is actually just something that happened and is not likely to continue
4: well that's why you wait 8 to 12 minutes into the game and obviously it's not always going to work but you're not looking to always win you're looking to win 55 56% right. of the time to so put and,
5: yourself in the best position
4: yeah put yourself in a position and you're in the lo- in the long run if a game played tw- remember 8 or 12 minutes of a college basketball game is 20 or 30% of the game yeah if you see 30% of the game is playing out a certain way, that's because the coaches are doing something to tell them. Northwestern State coach said before the game, I promise you, he said, listen, guys, don't shoot early because we're going to get run out of this building. That's what happened. I wasn't there, but I can tell you for sure that's what happened.
5: But there are inevitably times, aren't there? And maybe it is the exception and not the rule. There are going to be times where you see that, right? It's not it, – nothing's that not easy. not that easy because right. there's a million other things. Okay, just let me finish the Sorry. thought, please. Yeah, it's, it's – there are going to be times – where where you have to make the assessment, well, this strategy hasn't worked out for this team in the first half. Therefore, ergo, I'm not going to bet it accordingly like it's gonna continue because they're gonna adjust. Remember, folks,
4: I'm just giving you a taste. Right. You have to think about the turnovers. You have right. to think about the foul the foul situation is gigundous. Yeah. Okay, because the foul situation, for instance, in the first half, if one team has five fouls at the 10 minute mark. Or, you know what, let's use one of the the TV commercials, okay? At the 12-minute mark of the first half, one team has five fouls, one team has one foul, uh, you better wake up. You have to make adjustments due to that. I'm not going to tell you exactly what to do. I love it. It's, 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 the it's, more fouls, yeah. the more points. Why? Because yeah. you get in the bonus and you start shooting free throws. And the possessions are shorter because if a foul happens with 21 seconds on the shot clock, you're already shooting free throws.
5: Listen, There's a million things. Listen, the possessions thing is a great conversation to have, especially for newer betters who don't think of things that way. I think it's always good to circle back and, and talk about that. Uh, by the way, interruptions over one-and-a-half. caches for those of you who had uh, Wishnev, over one-and-a-half interruptions. Real quick Filibusters over one-and-a-half collect also. Ten seconds. Your favorite NFL bet this weekend is? You know,
4: I just uh, I didn't do my oh, preparation good, so- but I'll take under in the 49ers because how is Jared Stidham? You know what? If you have team total, just play Raiders team total under. How is Jared Stidham against that vaunted defense going to score any points? Give me the
5: Niners. Uh, the Niners defense. Yeah, I filibustered. Lombardi Line is next to joy from Vista, the Sports Betting Network.